Okay, welcome. Today we will be studying studying the Jula Go Singha Sutta, Jimnikaya number 31. As usual, the routine is to chant the Pali and then read and discuss the corresponding English translation. So, we're ready. Let's just get started. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Namo tasa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Namo tasa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Evam me sutang e kan samayang bhagava Nati ke viharati Tena kopana samayena ayasmasha anurudho Ayasmasha anandiyo ayasmasha kimilo Gosinga salavanadaye viharanti Atako bhagavasayana samayam partisalana Murtito yena gosinga salavanadayo tena pasankami Andasa kodaya palo bhagavantang duratova agachantang Diswana bhagavantang netaravocha Masamarna etangayang bhavisi Sante natayo kulaputta attakama rupa viharanti Mate sangapasumakasiti also, Siko Ayasma Anurudhuda Dayapalasa Bhagavata Sadling Mantamyamanasa Sutwana Dayapalang Vitaravocha Mahavuso Dayapala Bhagavantang Varesi Satano Bhagava Anuttadoti Atako ayasma anurudhoi Yena ayasma chanandiyo na ayasma kimilo Ten upasankami Upasankami tva ayasma tanchanandiyang ayasma tanchakimilang etadavocha Abhikamatayasmanto, Abhikamatayasmanto, Satano Bhagavanupatoti, Atako Ayasmacha Anurudo, Ayasmacha Nandiyo, Ayasmacha Kimilo, Bhagavantang Pachugantva, Eko Bhagavato Pattajivaram Patigahesi, Eko asanang panyapesi, eko padodakang partapesi, nisidi bagawa panyate asane, nisajak.
ಪ್ರತಾಪನೀಯಂ ಕಚ್ಚಿಪಿಂಡಕೇನಿಲ್ಲಮತಿ ಕಮಣೀಯ ಭಗವಾಯಾಪನೀಯ ಭಗವಾ ನ ಚ ಮಯಂಬಂಧೆ ಪಿಂಡಕೇನಕಿಲ ಮಾತಿ ಕಾಂಕ್ಷಿಪನವೋನುಂಧ ಸಮಗ್ರಸಂಬೋಧಮಾನ ಅವಿವದಮಾನೀಭೂತ ಅನ್ಯಮನ್ಯಕ್ಕೂಹಿ ಸಂಪಸಂತ ವಿಹರತಿ ತಗಮಯಂಬಂಧೆ ಸಮಗ್ರಸಂಬೋಧಮಾನ ಅವಿವದಮಾನ ಕೀರೋಧಕೀಭೂತ ಅನ್ಯಮನ್ಯಕ್ಕೂಹಿ ಸಂಪಸಂತ ವಿಹರಾಮೀತಿ ಯಥಾಗತಂಪನತುಂಬೆ ಅನುರುದ್ಧ ಸಮಂಗ ಸಂಮೋನಮಾನ ವಿವದಮಾನ ಕೀರೋಧಕಾಕಿಭೂತ ಅನ್ಯಮನ್ಯಕ್ಕೂಹಿ ಸಂಪಸಂತ ವಿಹರತಿ ಇಲಮೈ ಹಂಬಂಧೇವಂಗೋತಿ ಲಾಭಾವತೇಸುಲಂಗೇವೇ ಸಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಚಾರೀ ಸಂಗ ವಿಹರಾಮೀತಿ ತಸ್ಸಮಯ ಹಂಬಂಧೇಮೇಸುಯಸ್ಮಂತು ಮೇತಾಂಕಾಯಕಂ ಪಚ್ಚುಪಟ್ಟಿತಿಚೇವರಹೋಚ ಮೇತಂ ವಚೀಕಂ ಪಚ್ಚುಪಟ್ಟಿತಿಚೇವರಹೋಚ ಮೇತಂ ಮನೋಕಂ ಪಚ್ಚುಪಟ್ಟಿತಿಚೇವರಹೋಚ ತಸ್ಸಮಯಂಬಂಧೇವಂಗೋತಿ ಯಂಗ್ನೂನಾಹಂಸಕಿತ್ತಿಪಿತ್ವೇ ಸಮಯಸ್ಮಂತಿತ್ತಸ್ಸವಸೇನತ್ತೈಯಂತಿ ಸೋಕೋವಹಂಬಂಧೆ ಸಖಂಚಿತ್ತಿಕ್ವಾಸಂಗೇವಾಯಸ್ಮಂತಿತ್ತಸ್ಸವಸೇನವತ್ತಿ ನಾನಿಕೋನೋಬಂಧೆಕಾಯಿಕಂಚಪನ್ನಮನ್ಯೇಚಿತ್ತಿ ಆಯಸ್ಮಿಕೋನಂಡಿಯೋಪೇಸ್ಮಿಕೋಕಿಮಿಲೋಭಗವಂತೇತರವೋಚ ಮಹ್ಯಂಪಿಬಂಧೇವಂಗೋತಿ ಲಾಭಾವತೇಸುಲಧಂವತೇಯೋ ಯೋಹಂಗೇವರೂಪೇ ಸಬ್ರಹ್ಮಚಾರೀ ಸಂಗ ವಿಹರಾಮೀತಿ ತಸ್ಸಮಯಂಬಂಧೇಸುವಾಯಸ್ಮಂತು ಮೇತಂಕಾಯಕಂ ಪಚ್ಚುಪಟ್ಟಿತಿಚೇವರಹೋಚ ಮೇತಂವಚೀಕಂ ಪಚ್ಚುಪಟ್ಟಿತಿಚೇವರಹೋಚ ಮೇತಂ ಮನೋಕಂ ಪಚ್ಚುಪಟ್ಟಿತಿಚೇವರಹೋಚ ತಸ್ಸಮಯಂಬಂಧೇವಂಗೋತಿ ಯಂಗ್ನೂನಾಹಂಸಕಿತ್ತಿಪಿತ್ವಾಯಸ್ಮಂತಿತ್ತಸ್ಸವಸೇನವೇಯಂತಿ 
Soko aham bante sakam chitam nikipitva. Ime sanye vayas mantanam chitta sovase navatami. Nana hiko no bante kaya hikancha panamanye chitanti. Ewanko mayang bante samanga samutamana. Avivadamana kiro takai buta anyamanyam. Liyataku isampasanta viharamati. Sadu sadu anurunda tachipanavo anurunda. Appamata atabino pahitata viharatati. Tagamayang bante appamata atabino. Pahitata liyaramati Yatakatampanatumhe anurudha Appamatta tapino pahitata viharatati Idapanabante idabante amahakangyo patkamangamato Pindaya patikamati sovasana nipanyapeti Paniyang paripo janiyang uparta peti Awakara pating uparta peti Yopachagamato pindaya patikamati Sacheho tibutawa seso sachea kankati punjati Nochea kankati apa Pasatipaniya gatangwa paripojaniya gatangwa vachakatangwa Vajagatam valitam tucham so uparta peti Satchasahoti avisayam vattavikharena dutiyam Amantetva hattavidangakena uparta pema Notveva mayam vanteta pachaya vachatam vindama Panchahikanko panamayam bante sambaratikam dhammiya kataya sannisidhamma evanko mayam bante appamatta dhapino pahitatta viharamati sadhu sadhu anurudha hattipanavo anurudha Evang appamatanang atapinang pahitatanang viharantanang uttarimanusadamma alamariyanyarnatasanaviseso adhikatopasu viharoti kinhinosiyabante idamayangbante 
ยาวเทวะคังกามวิเวชเทวะคามีหิวิวิชะอกุสเลหิตัมมีหิสวิตะกังสวิจารังวิเวกจังปิติสุกังปัตตมังจานังสุปสัมปัจจวิหารามะอ
Okay, we'll stop there. I went past the halfway mark, but it's dealing with the four jhanas, and we're not going to have to go through them, I don't think. So, Jula Gaut Singha Sutta. We skip number 30 because it's very similar to number 29. And now we get into the Gosinga Suttas. Then first is the Jula Gosinga, and then after that would be the Maha Gosinga. Gosinga was a place. So we're going to learn it's a forest. And this sutta is uh, one of those interesting suttas. There's some quirks about it. It's not just the Buddha's teaching. It's, it uh, deals with the lives of the disciples of the Buddha, lives of monks, which makes it interesting for those of us following after the Buddha. So I'll get started here. Thus have I heard. On one occasion, the Blessed One was living at Nadika in the brick house. Just a second. Okay, so whatever Nadika was in the brick house, not too sure, but uh, must have been close to the Gosinga Sala, that's where the Buddha went, so I'll go on to the next one. Now, on that occasion, the Venerable Anuruddha, the Venerable Nandiya, and the Venerable Kimbila were living at the park of the Gosinga Sala tree in Tree Wood. The three guys. Anuruddha, Nandiya, and Kimila. So they were, Anuruddha was the Buddha's cousin, he's quite famous, and the others two were his uh, companions. So these three guys were spending, I think they spent the rains in uh, the Gosinga wood, which seems to be a uh, place that is kept because, read the next paragraph. Then when it was evening, the Blessed One rose from meditation and went to the park of the Gosinga Sala tree wood. The park keeper saw the Blessed One coming in the distance and told him, Do not enter this park, recluse. There are three clansmen here seeking their own good. Do not disturb them. One thing I should say about Anuruddha, I guess, before we go on, for those who don't know, is that he was uh, foremost... Um, something to do with magical powers, I can't remember. What was he foremost? Smogalana was the foremost in magical powers, but Anuruddha, I think, with a divine eye... Anyway, Anuruddha was, was up there with having magical powers of reading people's minds and flying through the air and stuff, out-of-body, astral travel, that kind of thing. Uh, the other two, I think, not not anything special. Not that I can think of. 
But uh, what's interesting here is this was a park that was kept, so it, was, it may have been a royal park, or it was just someone who was looking after it and keeping these monks from prying eyes, keeping, uh, protecting them or guarding the the sanctity of the place, keeping people away from away from them from bothering them, which is interesting. So when the the Buddha came, not recognizing the Buddha, which is hard to believe given his uh, incredible nature, right? But uh, somehow he didn't recognize the Buddha and told him not to enter. Anuruddha heard. The venerable Anuruddha heard the park keeper speaking to the blessed one and told him, Friend park keeper, do not keep the blessed one out. It is our teacher, the blessed one, who has come. Then the venerable Anuruddha went to the venerable Nandiya and the venerable Kimbila and said, Come out, venerable sirs, come out. Our teacher, the blessed one, has come. Might as well keep going. There's not much. It's just a story. Then all three went to meet the blessed one. One took his bowl and outer robe, one prepared a seat, and one set out wa water for washing the feet. The blessed one sat down on the seat made ready and washed his feet. Then those three venerable ones paid homage to the blessed one and sat down on one side. When they were seated, the blessed one said to them, I hope you are all keeping well, Anuruddha. I hope you are all comfortable. I hope you are not having any trouble getting alms food. We are keeping well, wait, but... Wait, wait. Okay, second. Uh, so first of all, these are the uh, these are the duties, paying attention, the sort of duties that one would do for a senior monk. camera turn. Oh. Right. Uh, it's being strange. Yeah, sorry if this is not coming out well, but hopefully it'll come out fine. Let's get back to our text. Technical difficulties. Okay. Um, Hmm. 
Yeah, the, the, the texture actually is kamaniyang. We are keeping well, we are comfortable. Kamaniyang, yapaniyang. I'm not quite sure what yapaniyang is, but kamaniyang means uh, we're, we're, we're bearing with it. And I had that. Okay, we're back, hopefully. Da, 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 da. We're on the English, so. Okay, hopefully we didn't. What are we looking for? Okay, hello again. We're back, hopefully, for the end. Uh, so, Kamaniyang Yapaniyang, this is a standard sort of greeting, asking, are you bearing with, are you, are you keeping up, are you getting by, kind of thing. It's not that they're being negative and they're all, all pessimistic and expecting it to be suffering, it's just that um, they try to keep a, a, a clinical look at things or, or a, a neutral look at things, not to, not to allow their... Uh, their desires and their aversions to overwhelm them. So well, the point is not not to get get intoxicated with life. So to be to be neutral and be be equanimous about things. So rather than say, uh, are you are you enjoying yourself? You know, this is not what you say. Uh, are you getting by? It's it's just the idea is to be neutral, to be non-committal, in the sense of keeping a level head, an objective mind. So it's somewhat clinical, and it seems kind of uh, robot-like or, or impersonal. But it's uh, it's professional, I suppose. A good sort of should have a professional feeling. And rather than asking, "Are you enjoying yourself?" they ask, "Are you getting by?" And kindly asks, are you "Not having any trouble getting alms food?" And their answer. We are keeping well, blessed one. We are comfortable, and we are not having any trouble getting all food. There's a similar one for when a monk is sick, and the Buddha will ask, "Are you? Is the? I hope the. I hope the sickness is getting better, and I hope the pain is getting less. And then they'll either say it is or it isn't. Usually they say it isn't. Wow, well, honest. That's good. <laughs> 
Well, it's usually the, the suttas are usually the case where the monk is dying or so on. Or, or where the monk is, having, is uh, in great pain and the Buddha comes and teaches him something that helps him to deal with the pain. That sounds like a cheeky response. It's not getting better. <laughs> I hope, Anuruddha, that you are all living in concord with mutual appreciation without disputing, blending like milk and water, viewing each other with kindly eyes. So you can see what the sort of things that the Buddha is concerned with. First of all, their well-being. It's like the... What's that guy, uh, Maslow? Pyramid of needs. First you need the the basic needs, and then it's, uh, well, once that's taken care of, the next thing you should worry about is harmony. Blending like milk and water, not oil and water. You should be able to blend and get along well. doesn't mean that you have to uh, mix, but it means you have to be in concord. That when you do meet, it's like milk and water. There's no friction. There's no separation. Surely, Venerable Sir, we are living in concord with mutual appreciation, without disputing, blending like milk and water, viewing each other with kindly eyes. Keep going. But Anuruddha, how do you live thus? Venerable Sir, as to that, I think thus. It is a gain for me, it is a great gain for me, that I am living with such companions in the holy life. And maintain bodily acts of loving kindness toward those venerable ones, both openly and privately. I maintain verbal acts of loving kindness toward them, both openly and privately. I maintain mental acts of loving kindness toward them, both openly and privately. I consider, why should I not set aside what I wish to do and do what these venerable ones wish to do? Then I set aside what I wish to do and do what these venerable ones wish to do. We are different in body, venerable sir, but one in mind. Oh, if only this were the motto of every monastery, you know, of every monk. These guys are really spot on. They First of all, there's this sense of appreciation for what you've got, which uh, does away with any kind of bitterness or uh, uh, resentment. An appreciation for the goodness in people, which is very important. And in monasteries, a lot of the problem comes from people seeing only the faults in each other. And... Uh, it's true that, that when you go to monasteries, you'll often find monks who are doing all sorts of, all kinds of, of, of uh, awful things. And if you focus on all the little awful things that people are doing, like some monks are maybe eating in the evening, or some monks are storing food, or some monks are smoking cigarettes, or so on and so on, and if you focus on those things, you miss out on all the great stuff that's going on. If you focus on the great stuff, you can actually help to cultivate it, and you can live in that world, which is quite important. You know this... Uh, this book, Pollyanna. Pollyanna, is it? There's an old book. It's like 100 years old. But this girl, and she only saw the good things in people. Something like that. I don't remember. Anyway, it's a, Pollyanna's a famous book. And he just, she just changed the whole town. She changes everyone because she refuses to see the bad in people. I suppose Buddhism isn't quite like that. You have to see the bad as well. But it's a little deluded, yeah. <laughs> well, there's something good about it. Encouraging people in the goodness and, and helping people to see their own goodness and cultivate it. I wouldn't suggest following that Pollyanna philosophy or something, but it's a famous, famous uh, archetype or type of person. Uh, 
But yes, this, this kind of thing is, I think, exactly what Pollyanna would say if she were a monk. Uh, and maintain acts of loving kindness, both openly and avi This is that what we were chanting that was kind of catchy, you know? Both openly and privately. Avi is openly and privately is raho. So it uh, means to their face and, and behind their back. Have acts of good of loving kindness and uh, speech of loving kindness and thoughts of loving kindness. Right? Six principles of cordiality. The Saraniya Dhamma. The other three are uh, sharing, sharing the things that you get with them, even the sort of even what you get in your alms alms bowl, having equal morality with them or, or the same morality with them, and having the same view as them. And this last one is it's interesting. Um, not not needing to do things your way. Fitting in with letting, letting, doing things the way others do them, putting aside the way you wish to do things. So when there's when there's work of a sangha, setting up for something or building something or or so on. When there's a meeting or so on, uh, giving in to when when people say they want to do it this way, giving in to them, being happy to do. Oh. And he, he and then he boldly claims we are different in body but one in mind, which is very hard to find, but uh, very wonderful to think of. How far does that advice go as far as fitting in in a monastery? Well, obviously, if they're doing, they're smoking crack. You, you don't, uh, doesn't go that far. No, I mean, I mean, general things like, uh, we want to do this kind of blessing this way, and we want to wear these kind of robes. And uh, well, if it's if it's according to the Dhamma, it's just it's just this is talking about things that are not neither here nor there, hmm. um, that that are not obviously uh, right or wrong, but. Uh, so yeah, cultural things like doing blessings exactly, doing blessings this way, doing blessings that way. If the monastery does them that way, do them that way. <clears throat> Usually you go according to the senior monks, whatever the senior monk wanted, the way the senior monk decided to do things, uh, try to do it that way. But or or the way the majority decided to do things, do it that way. Okay, next. The venerable Nandiya and the venerable Kimbila spoke likewise adding, that is how, Venerable Sir, we are living in concord, with mutual appreciation, without disputing, blending like milk and water, viewing each other with kindly eyes. Say the same thing, and then the Buddha replies, Good, good, Anuruddha. I hope that you all abide diligent, ardent, and resolute. Okay, so now he's talked about getting along, how do, how do you get along, you have harmony, and then once you have harmony, what should you do? You should by diligent, ardent, and resolute. And they say, Surely, Venerable Sir, we abide diligent, ardent, and resolute. And the Buddha says, But Anuruddha, how do you abide thus? And Anuruddha says, Venerable Sir, as to that, whichever of us returns first from the village with alms food, prepares the seats, sets out the water for drinking and for washing, and puts the refuge bucket in its place. Whichever of us returns eat, last eats any food left over, if he wishes, Otherwise, he throws it away where there is no greenery and, or drops it into water where there is no life. He puts away the seats and the water for drinking and for washing. He puts away the refuse bucket after washing and he sweeps out the refectory. Whoever notices that the pots of water for drinking, washing, or the latrine are low or empty takes care of them. If they are too heavy for him, 
He calls someone else by the signal of the hand, and they move it by joining hands. But because of this, we do not break out into speech. But every five days we sit together all night, discussing the Dhamma. That is how we abide diligent, ardent, and resolute. Okay, this kind of thing is interesting because we can take it as kind of as canonical, and it's useful for monks to get an idea of how they should be, how they could behave according to the rules. So this is one way to behave that's according to the rules. Which is interesting because many people, um, many monks will have the idea that you all have to eat together, and they'll be very offended when monks who come first back to the monastery don't wait to eat with the rest of the group. But uh, here you have this neat idea of just staying apart, not even caring about each other, you know, or, or in the sense of, no, sorry, not interacting with each other. Whoever comes first sets up, the, sets the place out. Uh, whoever come, whoever's last sweeps, throws away the leftovers, and sweeps. And they don't have any. They don't even have a setup. There's not even any routine. Who should do what? It's whoever's first and whoever's last. And it doesn't matter who does it. It's quite oh. interesting. So I, I used to have this. This uh, all right. I, we have this policy here that if you see something needs to be cleaned, you clean it. You don't have any. This person does that. This person does this. Whatever needs to be done, when. It's like um, is this kind of implying some sort of culture? Like they're all they're all combining their food into one food left over. Yeah, well, um, they they have a what place where they put their food and they eat what they want and whatever's left, they leave it for the other monks. Mm -hmm. They don't interact with each other, and whoever comes and sees it, yeah, knows. I guess you have to know that you're last. There has to be some way of knowing that they're last. And the other neat thing here is that, yeah, sorry, whoever notices stuff just takes care of them. So there you go. This is I've I've talked about this before uh, here in Winnipeg. Since we got to Winnipeg, this was the policy that we instituted. Whoever notices that stuff needs to be done takes care of it. And if you need help, you call someone. But they don't. But without talking, so they wouldn't talk for five days. And the only talking that they would do would be every five days they would sit together all night discussing the Dhamma. So talking, maybe chanting, maybe uh, arguing or teaching, that kind of thing. Is, um, is there a rule against throwing food onto greenery? Or is that like the uh, the rule against uh, defecating or urinating on greenery, which just implies crops and things? There isn't. don't think there is a rule against... I can't think of a rule against dropping food, but it's obviously not the way it should be done. You wouldn't want to throw re throw your refuse on greenery. And greenery, uh, some I think Tanisaro says it it just means crops. Yeah, that makes sense because it would actually help other kinds. Yeah, of if plants. you throw it into the forest, it's not a problem. Dropping it into water obviously is a problem. If you drop mm -hmm. it into water, it can kill the fish in there. Um, but it's actually you know there's another sutta somewhere that says. Dropping rice into water, uh, thinking that the fish will get it, I think somewhere it says that uh, is actually good karma. So if you're feeding the fish, it's okay. But um, and some people say it's just if it's like a dip a big clunk. Yeah, if it's a if it's a small pond or something, and the the fish are going to die if you put too much food. I don't know. Yes. But obviously you have to be careful. Putting it in the water is probably a bad idea, especially all the curries and stuff. Good, good, Anuruddha. But while you abide thus diligent, ardent, and resolute, have you attained any superhuman state, a distinction in knowledge and vision worthy of the noble ones, a comfortable abiding? So what do you get out of this uh, abiding, resolute? Mm -hmm. I say. Why not, venerable sir? Oh wait, let's talk about what are what sort of things we're talking about. We're talking about <coughs> superhuman states, uttari manusa dhamma, uh, jnana dasana, 
the um, distinction of, in knowledge and vision worthy of the noble ones. So something, something special. Those are standard terms. Why not, Venerable Sir? Here, Venerable Sir, whenever you want, quite secluded from sensual pleasures, secluded from unwholesome states, we enter upon and abide in the first jhana, which is accompanied and applied by, by applied and sustained thought, with rapture and pleasure born of seclusion. Venerable Sir, this is a superhuman state, a distinction in knowledge and vision worthy of the noble ones, a comfortable abiding, which we have attained while abiding diligent, ardent, and resolute. Right, okay, so again, I was going to deal with, it's not that I'm trying to trivialize the jhanas here, but I, because we repeat the same things over and over again, I'm just, as it's one of those stock passages, so we're not going to read out all four of them. But um, the, the first uh, super, superhuman state, and it's, yeah, superhuman because it's a state that, can, that ordinary people can't realize. It's not enlightenment. But it's superhuman. It's it's beyond the capabilities of an ordinary person. You can't just sit down and poof go into the jhana. It's something that takes uh, a higher mind. And, and the key here is that all these things uh, can be attained whenever we want. So there, these are the realm of someone who is dwelling ardent and resolute. And the first jhana is the first great thing that they get out of the practice. The second one, and I'm not going to read them. We're not going to read them. But he he ellipses other he. Uh, ellipsizes them, he abbreviates them. Second jhana, third jhana, fourth jhana uh, are all superhumanist, superhuman states that are gained. So we have this. This is kind of a neat sutta in the sense you see it provides a, a progression of the, uh, the the practice and the path, the sort of things that we uh, have to keep in mind, the steps that we have to keep in mind. In our, in our in our life as monks, starting out with taking care of our basic needs, finding a good place, and finding a good place, living in harmony, and uh, living in harmony, then then actually practicing, actually using the harmony for some purpose, not just sitting around chatting, putting the putting the teachings into practice. So that's uh, that's the first half. I'm trying not to do too much each night. Tomorrow we'll try to finish off the Chula Gosinga Sutta. Let's all have a good night.